Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Desi, Desi, Alhamdulillah, we got rid of the gremlins. We got our beautiful Mufti Saab there, Mufti A.K. Hussain, joining us on Sirius FM on Quickfire Q&A. Mufti Saab, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. And how are you doing this fine, a beautiful morning, uh, Mufti Saab? Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum, my brother Shafat Ahmed Khan. You in the South Coast, I'm in the North Coast, here in Umslanga. Wonderful, beautiful, magnificent weather here in Durban. Just look at the ocean. Majesty, authority, sovereignty, excellent everything. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Uh, beautiful indeed. Uh, Mufti Sahib, you know, just talking about you, that every year, you know, you, you went for Hajj, you took tour groups, and you made an indelible in- impression on so many hujjaja that you have taken. Uh, you know, what goes through your mind, you know, you haven't been to the Holy Lands, and uh, when you see the different scenarios taking place, what goes through your mind, uh, Mufti Sahib? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulil kareem amma ba'd all praise is due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam whatever we did alhamdulillah rabbil alamin my first program i heard this tour was there in masjid hilal and i said let me speak about my first umrah 1974 in ramadan my parents came from south africa allah taala grant them jannah to firdaus my first hajj So wonderful, wonderful experiences and some really amusing moments and so forth. And then many a time with Allah's help, Allah's mercy. So for that, every day we make shukr, we are grateful for that. And then 2020 came, they said no foreigners allowed for Hajj. Then 2021, no foreigners. And this year they opened but limited amount, 1 million total hujjaj. So one agent contacted me and said, take the group. I said, but the age limit is 65, and I'm above 65, I can't go. He said, oh, big problem. Then this, this Monday night, another agent phoned and contacted me and said, okay, we'll arrange for you the business visa, and we'll go, go with that, you know. I said, no, I can't take all these chances, so rather we stay here. And to be honest, we're better off here than going there. Look at the crazy prices they are charging. And then second one is the restrictions they got. They're going to dump the hajis right there in Kem D. Kem D is not in Mina. It's right there in Mustalifa. So imagine you pay so much and they treat you as a third class, fourth class person. This is all this MBS. is a murtad bin shaitan, that man, you know. And they put up new structures there. They got the urinals there and, you know, standing, urinating, filthy facilities. How can you insult the hajjis like that, man? Can you imagine a person in the haram picking up the haram and firing his hose pipe and so forth? An absolute disgrace it is, man, you know. So we just make dua, Allah, Jalla, Allah, protect. 
the Haramain Sharifain, protect the Hajis, protect all those who are going to Medina Munawwara and so forth. And I make Hajj easy for them. And even this Friday Hajj, our people, you know, is a hurt mentality, you know. I mean, the honest truth has to be spoken. Muslims today don't know whether they're coming or going, you know. They just know Friday Hajj, Arafat Friday, and Saturday will be eat there. So we're very fortunate. But the whole thing is manipulated and cooked up. There was no moon sighting or anything that mm. took place. Mm. Therefore, I call them moon samis, you know. So this type of <laughs> things there. They see the moon whenever they want to see it and manipulate it, you know. So that's how they operate there and this type of things there. So we got the moon was 10, 11 hours old there. And anywhere in the world where the moon is 10, 11 hours, is impossible to sight it via a naked eye and so forth. So very, very sad state of affairs. Either Allah guides them or either Allah removes them and replaces them. I mean, Amutti Sahib, Allah keep you forever young and mashallah, you're still firing on all cylinders and uh, hey, you still sound mashallah on air. Mufti Sahib, Wakar says, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, Mufti, there are those Muslims uh, killing Hindus in India and posting their atrocities on uh, social media and justifying their actions in defense of our beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Mufti, surely our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will not approve of this. Your take, Mufti? Remember in Islam is not what I say and you say and he say, says and so we must follow the Quran Sharif and believe in it. We must believe in the Sunnah Mubarakah, the teaching, preaching of the Master Salam. So we all know what is happening currently in India is, is an apartheid regime, a fascist regime, a nationalist regime. They want to make India purely for the Hindus and Muslims must be treated as third, fourth class citizens. How many Muslims have been killed? How many women have been raped? How many masajid have been demolished? And so forth. And then they even had the gall and audacity to insult the master, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we should look at everything holistically. If you know Arabic, the masterpiece on this topic was written by Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, as-sarimul maslul, unsheathing the sword, ala shatim al-rasul, on people who insult the master obviously in a place like India and that we will not tell our vigilante groups or any Muslims just go and catch one person and just you know behead them and that we won't advocate that but we must understand when your people make all commit all these crimes and atrocities then you are provoking the Muslims to do this type of things here so the blame lies with the authorities the police the army the politicians because they say Jaoko Muslim Ankil Welki Pakro or in Kesar catch the Muslim woman and rape them. So you are the one provoking all these problems there, you know. Everything's recorded. There's no such thing as not recorded. So when you want to discuss a problem, you don't look at it selectively. You must look at it holistically. So the blame that lies with the uh, Iranian or the, with the Indian authorities and their politicians politicians, they want to imitate and copy the tactics of the apartheid Israeli Nazi regime. They are the ones you must remember who are occupying our land. They are the ones who treat the Muslims, Palestinians how they want to. So they tell them, do this, do this for the Muslims. So that's what's really happening. Uh, Northwest University student says, uh, so-called modernist Muslims are now uh, questioning the institution of Qurbani. They say it is a money-making scheme and uh, just another excuse to have a bribe 
whole year long. Mufti Sahib, how do you respond? All my dear Allah, Jalla Wala teaches us, you must remember in Surah 108, فَسْوَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنَحَبْ Then you, Ya Rasulullah, Habibana, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you go and perform the Eid Al-Adha Salat, and thereafter you must sacrifice. One Nahar is for the camel. The camel, when you sacrifice it, slaughter it, then the camel will be standing. You fasten the back leg. The Arab is masters in this. And when it comes to the goat, sheep, cow, all that, then you drop the animal, and that is called Zabah, and Tazbahu Baqarah. So remember that it started from Nabi Ibrahim alayhi time entrenched by the Master sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now if the manner method our people are doing and fleecing people, charging them three, four, five thousand rand per goat, per sheep, whatever, so that is not the fault of the Qurbani or the institution. The fault lies with the greed of the Muslim or with the greed of our people. So you can't say that, no, we must not make Qurbani. Then the example will be, you say, no, I don't like to go to this masjid. Why? Why they spend 10 million rand on the musallas, on the carpets? Why they spend 50 million rand on this uh, decorations and decor and what have you? So that, nobody in his right mind will say that. So we must rectify the wrongs. But the institution, that is for all time, all places, all circumstances. Jazakallah khair for that mufti. Hardworking uh, Ben says, uh, do we have to wear new clothing uh, during Eid al-Adha? It's a hectic day where the kids meet uh, families and workers. I'm kaput after 3 p.m., Mufti Saab. Please advise us hardworking sisters, Mufti. Remember, there's no such thing that it must be brand new clothes out of the box and everything. Whatever is your best clothes. So Ahsan means the best clothes Islamically. You wear that. It not be something like every time it must be a brand new outfit. And you know, sometimes you mind the outfit alone won't be enough. Then the bag has to match and then the shoes has to match and then this has to match. By the time it comes, the husband is already reading Inna Lillahi inna lillah before he can even sacrifice the animal because his credit card is gone kaput his debit card is on the verge of sakarat and his cash and money also getting finished so every person must live within our means and stay away from debt as far as possible remember that is when we have this mentality of keeping up with the Jones we must show people irrespective of whether we go into debt or overdraft and whatever you so Islam teaches us simple and Islam teaches us a very simple way of doing things. So the institution will continue. Eid al-Adha is a day in Islam. We celebrate it to thank Almighty Allah for all his bounties that he has conferred upon us. Therefore, we read takbir. Ya Allah, you granted us as Eid al-Adha. So when we go to the Eidgah, we go to the Musalla, we go there to the Masjid, Allah Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Allah Why? That we glorify in the name of Allah. You conferred and blessed upon us the greatest gift, and that is the wealth of Iman, Islam, and Hidayat. I'm here in Umslanga, wherever you walk here, you just see nur, nur on the number plates. So Islam gave us the greatest nur, and that is Iman and Islam. 
Well, our Iman is a noor ala noor. Sad siblings, uh, they say, Daddy is 65 years old. He remarried uh, one year after Ma passed away. His new wife is 15 years his junior. He spoils her and takes her for holidays and even allows her to go to the beauty salon, Mufti Sahib. He did nothing for Ma. Be so hurt. Mufti, are we justified to hold this opinion on Dad? You spoke about something so quickly. Let me tell you this morning while we were doing the program 5.30 to 6 and then we go for Fajr. So two American brothers, they are from America, but in holiday here in Durban, somewhere in Balito, they embrace Islam, you know. So they asked me now, I must choose the name. So I said, Abdullah and Abdurrahman, those are the best names. So imagine from America, they came here for holiday and Allah blessed them with Iman and Islam here, you know. So Allah got his own system. Now you, brothers, son, daughter, or two daughters, or whatever the permutations might be, be honest about this. Look at it from day one. Mommy, daddy. So things were good. Mommy passed away. Allah grant the Jannah to Firdaus. You, the children, grandchildren, whoever, every day read Surah 14, verse 41. Rabbana filli wali wali daya walil mu'minina if you are the son and your mommy's grave is nearby, today is the ideal day. Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi said, When your parents passed away, both of them or one of them with, one of them with Iman, Islam, then you son, you go to the cemetery graveyard and then you'll be considered as a pious son of your parents and you'll be written among those that their sins are forgiven. So imagine that is how great virtues they are. So now the question you must ask yourself when your mommy passed away so after one month, two months, whatever so he's a lonely man and now he wants to get married so did he commit something wrong? Definitely not. He doesn't need your permission. So he got married and now the gap day is 15 years, 20 years. So Islamically, there's 100% nothing wrong with that. Your father is old, but he's not cold. Your father is tired, but not retired. So you must remember, there seems to me a sense of jealousy coming from you all. That why is father spending so much on her and so forth and so on. So you must remember that Kullu Jadid in Laziz, everything that is new is a novelty. So you must remember, he will take her for holiday, he will take her. Obviously, there's no place for extravagance and showing off. But I sense from you all that there is some form of jealousy also coming through. So Mustafa, let's turn this the other way around. Okay, father is in the wrong. So what Habibu Nas taught us, you children, you must love and respect your parents. Wa in dhalama, wa in dhalama, wa in dhalama. Go open Al-Adab Al-Mufrat, the work by Imam Bukhari, Rahimullah. Even if your parents are wrong, you must still fulfill your duty with beauty. So you must treat your father with utmost love, utmost respect, all that. We don't say for the stepmother, you must do the same as you did for your mother. It will never happen. But you and your father 
remember that you must carry on and you must show him whatever happens, you are still our biological father and we will love you and it is your life. You made, you didn't do haram, you took a wife and everything is fine, but maybe he's spending too much and that. So maybe the lady brought a lot of money for him also. We don't know. So my mm. advice to you all is stay away from the jealousy whenever you're being paid. Say, I mean, shirdi hasid in nida hasad and read kul awifalakul bin nas. Allah ta'ala will transform it into love, inshallah. Ah, beautiful nasiya there, Mufti Saab. This uh, question on my screen says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. My uncles uh, think I am a prodigal uh, child. As a result, they are withholding my inheritance. What can I do? It's my haq. I can spend as I want. Who are they to withhold my haq? Mufti? When someone passes away, your father or mother or whoever passed away, and now they are aged. So first you will have the burial, funeral expenses. Thereafter, you will have the deaths of the deceased. All that must be paid immediately. Justice delayed is justice denied. Then you come to Wasiya to bequeath to non-heirs. So whether it be a person, organization, one-third of the net um, uh, is the max, uh, maximum amount. So one-third of the net estate you must give up to that much you can bequeath. And then the fourth one will, it must be non-heirs, to bequeath for non-heirs. You can't bequeath for an heir. And fourth one will be the shares of the heirs. So if you are the heir, you are entitled to your share. They say no. Oh, we're keeping the amount and we'll do this and all that. So that's not permissible for them to do that. So Quran Sharif teaches us, you must go to them the Quran. Go to Surah 4, chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. If you do things the right way, that is a supreme success. You do things incorrectly, like what you are suggesting, we answer the questions as the questions are posed to us, right? I'm reading for you. Chapter 4, Surah Nisa, verse 14. من يعصي الله ورسوله whoever disobeys Almighty Allah Jalla Wala and his messenger alayhi salatu salam they go beyond the limits they're taking your share and they're not using it or usurping it but they say no we're not going to give it to you Allah dispatches people like that to Jahannam and the hellfire and then they go to Jahannam forever for a very very long time it means if they pass away with Iman, Wallahu Adabu Muhin, for them is a humiliating, disgraceful punishment. That's one side of the coin. But you, my brother, they know your track record. So you have some bad habits. If they're going to give you the one million, two million, half a million, straight away you will go to the casino and you pass half the money up there. You will go there to the escort agencies and for rifle repairs and what and what you'll want to go there. Or you want to go for your drugs and all these things. Then they're 100% right. Then they must appoint a curator and every month they can give you a certain amount, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, so that you don't go and bust up things there by the escort agency or the gambling dens or there by the uh, drug dens and so forth. So we need to know which side of the fence we are, my brother. Yeah, Mufti, you're talking about rifle uh, uh, repairs, but AK-47 still uh, firing on all uh, cylinders. Uh, beautiful indeed, Mufti Saab. New revert, uh, David to Dawood says, uh, what should be the minimum age uh, 
of the animal that is to be sacrificed. I am an academic who accepted Islam recently. I like AK style and he is a mountain of knowledge. Allah bless us all. Mufti Sahab. MashaAllah, my brother Dawood, so nice to hear you to embrace Islam. So let's start from the one that's right at the bottom. You want to slaughter a goat, a sheep and so forth, so one year old minimum, right? And then you want to go bigger, a cow and an ox and all that, then two year old or above. And if you find a camel somewhere, so then five years old and above. So we will say goat, sheep, one year or above more. Or you get two years, that is for your cow and your ox and all those type of things, bull and that. And thereafter your camel family, so five years minimum and anything above. So you choose whatever suits your pocket, my brother, but you should do so because remember they asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that ma'adhil adahi ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what is this qurbani sacrifice all about? He habibuna it is the sunnah, the way of your spiritual father, Khalilullah Ibrahim Sahaba, the beloved students of the master and companions were the most intelligent people of the ummah. They said, okay, we will fulfill it, perform it. But what will we receive? What are the incentives? What will we receive, Ya Rasulullah? For every hair on the animal, you will receive the reward. So therefore my brother Dawood, you go for it inshallah and then you will see Allah will reward you manifold for what you spend in his part. Alhamdulillah Mufti, uh, Mufti Sahib. Forthright a brother says people who are on public platforms should not go around collecting money for various projects. I call this intimidation and extortation Mufti Sahib. What's your views uh, beloved Mufti? Hundred percent. I echo your sentiments. I always hear on radio. I say that zillatul ulama in aghniya. For the ulama, especially people who know Quran Sharif, they know the Sunnah Mubarakah, they know the Salafi Sali, our pious predecessors, then to go on like beggars here by this shop and that shop and that shop. So remember, that's why people then lose respect for us because we carry on like beggars and so forth. And then when the people give us, we're compromising ourselves because now once you get a sponsor, you can't speak much against the sponsor because you will you have to look at what will happen if you're going to speak against him. You pull out and you withdraw his sponsorship. So therefore, you don't only get state capture like South Africa. You get all this also Molana capture. You get ulama capture, mufti capture, all these kind of things you get. And in South Africa, it's rife and rampant. Remember this. So in Islam, definitely not permissible. See, I tell you that you want the decoder. Just this morning I announced, you want the Marcus Sahaba decoder, you can get Sirius FM, all our radios, and so forth. So the capital group here said, announce it, and we give it to you free of charge, installation free. But remember that only for very, very poor people. So you'll get people, they'll come and say, no, my name is Joey. Give me one, give me one. I see, but you're not poor. Uh, so what must I call you a mufatia or what? You don't understand. So <laughs> you just want to collect free, uh, free bees all the time, you know? So that's the big problem among our people. Rather, we should be the giver 
send the receiver. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Yadul Ulya khayrun min al-Yadi Sufla. The hand that gives is much, much superior than the hand that receives. So there, and this is not zakat, it's lilla, remember that. So a gift from the capital group to the poor, poor Muslims, how you can empower them and so forth. So that is what we need to do. Not we go and beg and so forth. You know you don't deserve it, but you want to take one. I mean, how can that be justified? Mm. Well said the Mufti Sahib. Amazed her brother says, Mufti Sahib, one Molvi told me it is better to slaughter a castrated ram. The meat is more tastier. This is new to me, Mufti. Tell us more. <laughs> Yes, remember Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam started them and then they asked Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what the animals they got castrated, the Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said yes. So but it don't mean now you get the animal and you go castrated. No. It means that when before it became mature, so then it was castrated and so forth. Islam, see let me make one issue very clear here because people just confuse issues and blow their fuses. In Islam, anyway, in the world today, where it's happening Muslim countries, Arab countries, South Africa, anything. what they're doing today in the abattoirs, and our Muslims also do so, and that is they're doing stunning. Stunning of the chicken, stunning of the animals, the cow or whatever animal, absolutely haram and not promotion Islam. It's torture that. So see, I visited and inspected many, many abattoirs. So once I was in Newcastle, I was in Qasim Semar, told me, go here, go there, and go see, you know, we have to go visit. So I go, it's good learning curve for me. So when I went there, I saw, I found one rabbi. Now, yeah, we must give the Jews credit. Credit must be given with credit is due. So I asked him, Mr. Rabbi, how are you? So what are you doing here? He said, no, I came to slaughter because we slaughter ourselves. And I asked him, what do you do about stunning? He said, we will never allow stunning. Till today, the Jews don't allow stunning for the animals, but the Muslim allows it. So I'm asking you now, how do we reconcile that? So why does stunning take place? Stunning takes place because they have to push out maximum amount of animal, 300,000 chicken per day in some plants and all that when I used to go and see and so forth. So the aim is just to fast, 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 fast and do it rapidly. Half the time, no bismillahs or nothing. So I'm asking you, if the Jutla, the Jew can do that, why we can't do it? But it's our own greed for the money we prepare to trample on the Sharia and so forth and so on. So therefore, we tell you, these type of animals can never be halal. Mufti Sahib, we'll do one more question because I know you have a tight schedule too. It says, uh, brother from Glen Ashley says, in a country compromised on all levels of government and with another insurrection threatening, how do we as minority Muslim population react to the present volatile situation? Good question there, Mufti. Very good question, but people love to ask the question with a curveball, slanted question, some googlies, mm. you see. That first thing you must ask, let's leave South Africa out of the equation. Show me another country that you can have Sirius FM, you can have Marcus Sahaba, you can have Radio Lansar, all that, and we can speak openly. Not one country in the world will allow you 
least of all the Arab countries and Muslim countries. A guy like me, long time they would have put me in jail and arrested me and finished. They don't mm. want to hear any criticism. They just want, oh, oh, oh you are Shabash calendar job number, you're the best guy, you are better. <laughs> That's all they want to hear. But they are incompetent, good for nothing, impotent. That's what they are. Yes, our chefs are 100% corrupted. Our chefs have destroyed uh, ESCOM. They have destroyed the medical. They have destroyed education. Everything they do. But if you give me a choice to go now to any Arab country or Muslim country or Western country and go live there permanently or to stay in South Africa, I will still stay in South Africa. We must learn to change our lives the better. Our Muslims are involved in the worst crimes, LGBT, the Muslims are involved nowadays. And you see the crimes our Muslims are committing nowadays. So, the house is burning from within the house. We got best security, best alarm system outside, but we ourselves have become corrupt. You know what the Muslim must do? We must impact on the lives of others, not get influenced by them. Liverpool is telling you, don't support us unless you support LGBT. MG, Manchester United is telling you, don't support us unless you support LGBT. Today, Jumwa, you will see a guy will come and on his number plate, Manchester United, Liverpool, or he'll come with a T-shirt and I'm supporting the Red Devils. So when we become be sharam, be haya, without shame, modesty ourselves, now we have to point fingers at government. But we ourselves are corrupted also. So that is a Muslim's way of looking at it. Yes, it seems like we lost our Mufti A.K. Hussein there, but Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah khaira to all of you for sending uh, in all those questions that are really made for a brilliant, uh, brilliant program uh, this morning. And uh, remember, people, it's Qurbani time. And uh, we here at uh, Sirius FM are also doing our birthday. So uh, don't forget, inshallah, let uh, Sirius FM uh, make your kurbani for you, your animals slaughtered and distributed on uh, your behalf. A telephone 082-8510-082-765-0008-076-569-8400. I'll do that again. Our telephone numbers 082 082- uh, 851-7500, 076-569-8400, India, 300 rands, Malawi, 800 rands. Sirius FM, First National Bank, uh, branch uh, 251242, account number 6260-877-4221, reference QI or QM, Q, QM, QI or QM, and your name. Sirius FM, broadcast in the uh, East Rand in South Africa on 105.7 megahertz and audio streaming to more than 120 countries across the world at www.siriusfm.mobi. And I tell you, uh, Yusuf, uh, you have a mashallah and a beautiful day ahead and uh, keep it locked on to Sirius FM. Oh, beautiful broadcasting, lovely nasheeds uh, interspersed. And uh, don't forget that Mufti A.K. Hussein will be giving uh, the uh, translation of the Juma Kudba live uh, from the uh, Holy Lands. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.